away nice and slow. I've always had a hard time differentiating between people who hate me and people who want to fuck me. Usually because, I finally realized, there's often a great deal of overlap. I move toward the familiar disappointment of Kat, who's on the fringe of the Mina conversation. She takes me in, down, up, with that mysterious mixture of approval and disapproval, envy and superiority. Hey, she says in her tight way. Kat was hired last year, having only just barely lost out on a plum job in Seattle. We immediately became friends, and about five minutes later, realized we didn't really like each other all that much. But you pretty much take what you can get around here. Hey, I give her an awkward hug. Mina looks more or less the same as in pictures, but older, realer, breathing, very pregnant. Condescending poli sci guy is talking about a political candidate. It's just so fucking predictable. People nod. I hide my face behind my wine glass. Talking politics is so stupid. You either agree or you don't. Either way, you're no closer to a human exchange. Mina's gone crinkly around the mouth and eyes. Amazing laugh lines. Still those full cheeks. Hair half silver, maybe three quarters. Soft, ragged old man jeans. None of the lycra butt crack pre-faded grotesquerie. Ancient brown boots. Asymmetrical navy poncho in a low-key cotton cashmere blend. Unmistakably quality, but appropriately pilled and loved. It'd look prissy new. And that right there's the thing most women don't understand about style. Clothing must be worn, lived in, assimilated into uniform. Otherwise, it's mere costume. Six feet tall, I'd guess. Tattoos all up both arms, nose ring. Careworn, hair in her eyes. Messy, artless, doesn't give a shit. Not like trying to look like she doesn't give a shit. Actually does not give a shit. Probably the only comfortable woman in the room. I wore my dumb, punishing, pointy boots from way, way back when they were in style. Cat's hair is dyed and shellacked a deep, awful magenta. Betsy's panty lines have panty lines. In the kitchen, the French theory bitch with a kabuki face teeters on idiotic spike heel contraptions resembling staplers. Someone should offer her bunions a glass of wine. Mina meets my eyes. Bam. Yes. Energy transfer. We smile. Now Polly Guy's lecturing her about the influence of the misogynists on a band he heard once in Brooklyn, who were kind of lame, but it was interesting how they appropriated your ferocious textuality, like La Tigre, but less cerebral and more melodious than Slater Kinney. She looks like she wants to stick a knife into her ear. Maybe I'm projecting. Polly Guy's wife is riveted. Her wordless stare makes it look like she's on acid. Mina sticks out a hand to me. Hey, Mina. We emailed about Crispin and Jerry's. Ari. Oh, right. Hey. Warm, genuine, emanating the ballyhooed glow. I never get over the wild spectacle of pregnancy. It's so outside of time, so elemental, so, fuck it, sacred. Who'd really think twice about those Manson kids murdering Sharon Tate? Yet another slashed-up chick, next. Poor thing was pregnant, though, so bona fide atrocity forever.
We're gonna get some more drinks, Polly sighs says abruptly. The wife follows. Jesus, fuck, Mina whispers when they're gone. I love her. Mellow people always seem slightly melancholic, don't they? Whenever I stop grinning for five seconds in a social setting, someone always asks me what's wrong. Cat breaks the spell to ask if we've seen the highbrow TV of the moment. Oh my God, Betsy hollers from the kitchen. I hear it's amazing. Is it amazing? We just got season one. I hear it's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, so I have to watch it. I'm really excited. Everyone says it's amazing. It is. It's amazing. This is as close as they ever come to talking about anything. But Mina's looking at me. Is Ari short for something? Ariella, I say, with a loathsome girly twist.